Jason and Blake now for the Campbell's Gambles podcast. G'day guys, welcome to the Campbell's Gambles podcast. I'm joined by Blake. How are you, Blake? Good, thanks Jason. How are you? Yes, very good. Very excited to be back on the podcast for another year. Um, we are back. Very exciting. Yes, yes. We've got, we've got a new person now. Kim's uh, been uh, put into <laughs> poor, poor Kim, but uh, it's all good. We've got Blake now, the Hong Kong hero here. Um, yeah, really excited for Group 1 Racing to be back this uh, Saturday. So um, we'll be covering each and every Group 1 race for the spring, as well as other big group events. So, um, yeah, any anything from you, Blake? Uh, not too much. Like, just very, very keen to get back into it. And, mate, it's, it's always a great time with spring coming up and big races ahead every week. And you just know that there's never going to be any shortage of entertainment, you know. Yes, especially during lockdown. It doesn't. Oh, that's it. 100%. Anyway, let's head into the track conditions expected for Randwick this Saturday. Um, The weather is really good. Sunny and 23 degrees. The rail's in the true position and there's light winds around. So how do you reckon the track will play? Well, I mean, hopefully typical Randwick. I mean, most of the time with good weather and the rail true at Randwick, you, you... expect to see a, an even bias yeah. um so you'd hope you'd hope that uh, that you do see some sort of even bias um i mean yeah like backmarkers can can typically work their way into races at ramwick um so it's it's not unlikely to see a few swoopers winning here and there so it should be exciting yeah i'm expecting personally the horses that can get the first run um, so basically horses that are drawn probably the middle gates that can sit one out, one back or, or mm. two back, one out. I think those are the horses you want to be on. Um, I don't think there'll be any severe bias, but I'd rather off be in the first four to six than, than back, back last near the yeah. rail and, and wanting to obviously. Anyway, sure. we'll get straight cracking into things. Race six is the first race we'll cover. It's the Group 2 Silver Shadow Stakes for the two, uh, three-year-old fillies now over the 1,200 metres. Past winners of this race include Dame Giselle in 2020, Libertini in 2019, and Fiesta in 2018. We were actually on track in 2019 to watch Libertini scorch the turf. It was a great day. We met some really good people that day. Uh, we'd be there again, and I'm sure we would be if it wasn't for COVID, but unfortunately, we're locked down. Um, big news out of this race. She's all class has been scratched today, unfortunately. So it's left us with a shorty. And I'm going to ask you, Blake, four moves ahead. Moral or myth? I mean, if I honestly had to pick, I'd choose neither because... Oh, he's on the fence. (laughs) I'm a fence sitter. I'm a fence sitter. But no, like, I mean, it's hard to say myth. The, The performances that the horses put in today have been good. Um, but it, it, it's it's also hard to say moral at, at even odds yeah. in in a race where every horse is first up and you don't really I mean you can you can look at trials for every horse but you don't really get a, a true gauge on where each horse is at so yeah. I think it's a very up in the air kind of race for me so I'm gonna if I had to lean one way I'd say myth but it sounds a bit sounds a bit harsh you know yeah oh, it's what about you we reckon um. <sighs> Moral. 
But, <laughs> but, but that's only because she's all class has been scratched. And I do believe four moves ahead really? is the best horse in this race. Um, I thought previous to she's all class being in the race that Chris Waller's filly was the best, um, probably three-year-old filly in the land. But unfortunately, she's been scratched. Um, I don't think she was ready to win first up either way. But um, I just want to get a, an, a selection from you in this race. Is there anything you're keen on? I mean, I was I was quite keen on she's all class. I thought the trial um, the trial leading up was good. Yep. Past performances. I mean, she, I mean, she almost beat four moves ahead running from like last mm-hmm. um, last prep. So that would have been exciting to see that that rematch. But now that she's all class is out, I, I mean, like I said, four moves ahead at even odds first up with a lot of horses first up. I don't really want to touch her. Yep. Um, if I had to lean somewhere, I'd probably lean towards swift witness possibly gate tens a little bit tricky um but you know the waterhouse spot clark combinations is pretty good i didn't mind the trial um the last trial winning um yeah tricky race for me tricky race what about you yeah same with you i got four moves ahead on top in this race but at two dollars i don't think she is a betting proposition i thought her last trial was really good i didn't i I think I might have wrote her down as a as a horse to follow from the trials. I can't really remember, but um, I like how she poked through the line. Um, mm-hmm. I think they're deliberately riding her cold in the trials just to help her basically stay a trip in future. Um, I think twelve hundred meters is good for her first up national board. Um, I could make a small case for Trifarchia. I thought she was unlucky on the Kenzo first up. I know she went down as an even uh, odds on favorite actually. Um, but she, she was four wide, no cover that day into a pretty stiff um, breeze. So she was pretty unlucky. Swift Witness too. Um, we were talking earlier, that golden slipper run, you got to just completely pen it. Um, mm-hmm. It just didn't work out for her on that day. And yeah, it's worse than what she can produce here on race day. But I'd be with number one, four moves ahead. Anyway, we'll head on to race number seven. It's the Group 3 Show County Quality over the 1,200 metres. It's an open market in this race. We've got Private Eye, our $5 favourite. What do you expect in this race, especially the speed map, Blake? Oh, Helder Skelter, surely. Yeah. You've got, um, you got Embracer, Splintex, Fender all up there, Prime Star as well, and and Chat last start was... Um, was not too far back either. So you'd expect that they'll all go pretty far forward. Yeah. Um, like we said, the the uh, the expected Randwick bias should be midfield-ish. Um, so that should should play into the hands of those horses, I think. Beautiful. Um, I want to make a case for a horse that is the outsider of the field. Um, I don't have her as top selection, but I thought the $41 was a bit ridiculous. Well, that's what I've got here on my screens. I thought number 12, Lelud, has trialed really well. I think the main thing with Lelud is she has never won a trial, let alone trialed well in her, God knows, dozen trials to date. But she's won back-to-back trials this time in. Her first up record reads five starts for three wins in a third. She likes the track and she finished fourth on two occasions in group three company um, last time in she draws well Rachel King's book John Thompson has a good first up record I think at $41 she's well over the odds not saying she can win the race but she can run a good race uh, I'd have probably Splintex as the main um, as, as the on top pick here 
And uh, yeah, from, from barrier two, he's got to get a lovely run, whether that be Definitely. leading or just off the speed. If Embracer wants to kick forward with the light weight, but uh, that's mm -hmm. for me, I'd, I'd say one from 12. What about you, Blake? Yeah, look, uh, I, I can agree with Splintex. I think the, I think the barrier draw is ideal for him there. Um, with the, with the nice, with the nice lead up trial, uh, he's going to sit very handy. So I think, He'll be in it a long way. Uh, just it probably just depends how involved he gets with that speed and whether or not that's sort of the place to be on the day. Um, yeah. I'm personally, I I think Private Eye has not really done a lot wrong to date. Um, when he went up to Eagle Farm, he won the the Queensland Guineas over over the mile. Now this is twelve hundred meters, but the the lead up trials have been blistering. Honestly, he's he's charged through the line in both. Um, so I think with that speed that I said could potentially uh, turn up on, on race day. I think he could be one that makes the most of that. Um, $5.50, you can get just each way about him. So I, I think there's worse that you could back in this race uh, than private eye. Um, yeah, that's, I'd probably be, be looking towards the top, top sort of runners in the field, but I agree with a lot that you said about Lude and we were speaking about this earlier with the, with the trial wins under, under Lelut's belt. So that's that's um, that's definitely a highlight, something to pinpoint. Yeah. All right. So race seven, Blake's with number eight, Private Eye. And I'm having a little speck throughout the stumps on number 12, Lelud. Now we've got to head into our first segment of the night, um, named after myself, the JC Trial Files. Um, our first trial file will be a horse that's actually showing up on Sunday. Way to the stars, Maddie Smith, three-year-old Colt. I uh, thought he's trialed really, really well. He's had two trials so far. On the 16th of July at Rose Hill, he actually beat home Coastwatch, who has since come out and ran, I think he, he ran second last week in um, a three-year-old race at Kembla Grange behind, was that Tiger of Malay? I think he, uh, who was it? Prime, I, don't, I don't know. One of those runners, uh, the um, Ravens runner. Who won last week? Can't remember. Anyway. Where at? <laughs> Sorry? Where at? Kembla Grange. Who was it? Who was it? Need to Not get it. Construct. No, it wasn't Construct. Anyway, um, I think it was Tiger of Malay. Anyway, with the 61 kilos, J-Mac, shoot through the rails. Anyway, he beat... Coach Watch came second in that race. He beat this horse home. July has came up, uh, has came out so far. Won a maiden at Kembla Grange. Won again yesterday in the Kenzo, very impressively. Blake Great actually... Win. Yeah, Blake actually <laughs> was all over that one. Yes, so she's a smart filly. This horse actually beat them both home in the trial. Came out again, Warwick Farm, heat 11 on the 3rd of August. Backed it up again, one by two lamps over the 800 metres. Um, I wrote down in my black book, if he finds 1,000 metres over a provincial track, something like a Gosford, something like a Wyong, he'd be extremely hard to beat. We get 1,100 metres, but we get a country track. We get barrier one and we get Blake Spriggs on board. He looks extremely hard to beat. So I'd be like, yes, I don't know what price will open up, but we're waiting till Sunday. So save a bit of money or, or at least save your winnings from Saturday. Keep it to, for Sunday. Race six, now at number 11, way to the stars. All right, that's it for the JC trial files for this week. And now we're heading on to our first group one race of the season, the Winx Stakes. Cannot yeah. wait for this race. How can Very keen. What about on a scale of one to 10, how keen, Blake? Oh, mate, 25. <laughs> We're not messing around. We are not messing around. 
Yes, I think we've been waiting for this one for for two or three months now. So far too long. Far too takes long. day basically springs in the air, even though it's not officially spring by the calendar. In racing terms, this is the start of spring. So in the Wink Stakes, we have very elegant returning as a three dollar favorite. How do you think the speed map looks in this race? Uh, slow. Yeah. Really one word, one word to describe it is slow. And we were talking about this earlier. Um, really the only ones you're looking at is Dreamforce and um and like I said before, Colding um I think can can press forward. But really apart from that, it's a really, really slow speed. And there are a lot of these horses who are first up who are gonna appreciate further trips so that they're not gonna be, you know, bustled out of the gates and and scrubbed up early. So yeah. All right, one for you, Blake. Very elegant. Too dry, too short, or too classy? Which boat do you sit in? Well, I don't sit in the too short class. I think I think that she's around about the right price, um, possibly a tiny bit of meat left on the bone. Um, and, and in terms of too dry, I do, although I do agree she's probably better on more effective on wet ground, I think that, I mean, she's done enough to show that she can win a race like this on dry ground. So I don't think that it's too dry. Um, I don't think she's too short. Um, she's very classy, very, very classy. Um, so I, I, if I had to lean one way, I'd, I'd probably say too classy. But, um, but first up and with a lot more in mind later in the season, um, you can't be too confident, especially with, with only one trial leading up. Yeah. Yeah, we we're talking about this earlier. Um, I was going through this race. I think it's a race where there's a lot of horses where I put an X next to their name. Um, unfortunately, Very Elegant was one of them in this, in this, um, in this setup, really. I, I think 900-meter trial, it wasn't anything spectacular. We don't expect anything spectacular from her trialing. Mm. Um, it's just a, just a runaround, basically. Um, I feel like she was much further forward in, um, in autumn this year, um, basically because her main target race was over 2,000 metres, the Queen Elizabeth. Um, yep. She had two trials. So her first up run might have been a bit better than what it will be, tom uh, not tomorrow, on Saturday. Well, when you're listening to this on a Friday, on a Saturday, mm -hmm. um, I think the team of much bigger... Um, aspirations down the track. She's obviously nominated for the Cox Plate over 2,040 metres, the Caulfield Cup over 2,400, and obviously the Melbourne Cup over 3,200. So I just don't mm -hmm. know how forward she will be first up, considering her main target's probably two to three months away. I think I think the team's got a target in Melbourne Cup for sure. I think obviously Cox Plate and, and Caulfield Cups are big races, but I don't think there's any mm -hmm. other... I don't think there's a bigger race in Australia or even horse racing in history than the Melbourne Cup. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I, I tend to agree. And I think the last uh, the last preparation for Very Elegant where she ended up running the Melbourne Cup in her final final run for that prep was more of a, a sort of an afterthought. Yeah, definitely. Um, it, it, it was, she was, she was, she only had one trial leading up to that first run, which was in the wing stakes and she won it. Um, it was on wet ground, um, but I'd, I tend to agree. I think that you can't be too trusting of her first up considering they're going to have a lot bigger targets in mind. Um, and, and that this prep she's targeted towards those more than she would have been last prep um, yeah. last year. 
So, yeah, I tend to agree. Well, I'm looking through this race and I'm going Moonga, good horse, but first time against the older horses that wait for age level. X, $8, way too short in my opinion. He has to be double digits. I know he's got X factor, but seriously now. I think Hungry Heart, another X. I think she needs further. I don't think she'll be really screwed down first up when she's probably got probably Cox Plate, I'd say, something like that for her. I don't know if she's good enough for that, but I'd say that's probably the main target, maybe a Caulfield Cup. And then I'm looking at Colding. I didn't think he was that good first up. He was there to do something. I know he was strip fitter for the run, and he's the only horse in this race that has had a run, so he's got that in his favor. And Blake has something else that he has in his favor coming up. But I've landed on number two, think it over. I feel like I know he's not the best horse in this race, and he's probably not even in the top three best horses in this race. But I think the team know that. I think the team have him ready first up for a kill. Well, not not a kill. It's it's a group one race. But they will have him ready first up because this would be his best chance to win a race this preparation. He's got an outstanding first up record. Six starts, three wins and two seconds. He won in group three company first up last preparation against Crydiris over the 1300 metres at Randwick. So not much changes there. He's drawn perfectly in barrier two. And he's actually in a race that's devoid of speed where you only have Dreamforce going forward and possibly Colding pushing forward. He's a horse that can sit really handy here and he, he can he can box seat here or at worst be three pairs back with cover. So if he gets a bit of luck in the straight, I think $10 is a big price. I probably have him marked closer to around 5 to $6 range. What about you, Blake? What have you landed on in the big first group one of the season? Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's pretty good insight. We think it over and I, um, I, I was having a good look at him. Um, personally, I, we've spoken a lot about Very Elegant and I think that, you know, even with um, the setup being, being a bit different, I think she is the class mayor. Um, and I think that, like we were saying earlier, she only really has to be 70% maybe to win. Um, I, I don't particularly like the, the draw. Barrier five can get a bit tricky. And we've seen before that Very Elegant, if she gets, you know, buried under a few horses, she can get keen. Um, and she doesn't possess that sort of turn of foot that we like to see from horses who get, you know, buried in behind other horses and then have to look for small gaps and launch late. She prefers to have those wide scoping runs. So um, I think the price is fair and she's probably got her chance. Um, but away from away from very elegant, I am leaning towards Cascadian. Um, I think that even though he's only had the one, the one lead up trial, I think it was pretty, it was a pretty good trial. And it, and it was much better than than seventh looks on paper. Um, it was only over 800 metres and he closed off really, really well at the end of that. Um, I think he should have won the all-aged last prep. He was pretty unlucky. Um, and he comes back to that track and distance this time. Um, he's drawn pretty well in seven and Hugh Bowman's no slouch. He knows what he's doing, hmm. hopefully. So, um, so yeah, I think Cascadian is, is a pretty good each-way each way, uh, stab there. And then apart from that, looking out wide, Brandenburg at $41. Come on. Like <laughs> you, you can do a lot worse than back Brandenburg at 41 bucks. I know he's in a group one, but by G he tries. And um, and I mean gate 13, it it won't matter. He'll just he'll plug all day. So I think if there's one to to really bob up at odds, I think Brandenburg's the one. He he put in a he put in a good trial. Um, he, yeah, like I said, he always fights. He's got Rachel King aboard, who's, who's again, no slouch. She's great. Um, 
I, the other thing I think in Brandenburg's Brandenburg's favour is that he's only had the 10-week spell. Um, the two trials leading up after the 10-week spell tells me that they've sort of tried to keep him fit um, and just keep him rolling over coming into this prep. So um, he could definitely be one that bobs up. All right, beautiful. So that's our first group one of the season. Hopefully we can get a winner there for the listeners. Um, with the group ones, I've decided to do a few competitions here. Um, we're going to give it out to you guys. We're doing a viewers competition right. here. So this is an extremely unprofessional way to do a competition, but I don't have anything else in mind. If anyone would like to leave in the comments how I do this, that took a lot of time. 75 names. I forgot to mention, if you enter twice, I just put you in there. Or three times or four times. So if the person wins that has about four or five entries, don't complain. Just keep tagging your mates. I just want to get... My bloody interaction up. Okay, let's spin this wheel now. Oh, fuck. I love it. A bit of sound. Oh, slow down. Who's winning? Who's winning? Who's winning? Tyler Spang. Well done. Look at that. A bit of sound too. All right. I'll be messaging you, Tyler. Can't wait to see what you've got. So basically, I'm going to do a Facebook and Instagram post every single Thursday. I'm going to ask you to tag a mate, like the post, and follow the page. If you do all those three things, you'll be put in a draw, and then I'll be selecting the winner, or the will will select a winner. And then of that winner, the winner will get $100 for the selected group one of the week. You can place it on whatever you want, an imaginary $100. Um, end of the season, top three um, places will get a prize. Prize is up to $1,000. I'm actually speaking to some pretty big companies now. About some, uh, about some prizes. So I don't, I don't want to give away too much now. But I will say our first competition viewer will be Tyler Spang. And I was speaking to Tyler earlier. He told me he wanted his $100 on number one colding. What do you think about that, Blake? I mean, you could do worse. I think you could definitely do worse. Like we said, he's, he's had the run, so he'll be fit. Um, Tim Clark aboard, he's going to go forward. There looks like there won't be too much pace. Um, I wouldn't personally be doing the same thing, and we're we're going to see soon that that we've made our own choices. But yeah, I think there's I think you could definitely do worse in this race. So he's got his chance. All right, beautiful. Thank you for everyone that entered the competition. Would like to see participation rates rise again next week. Get those testing numbers high as we can in New South Wales. Get around um, it. Get around it. Yeah, get around it. <laughs> All right, so we are going to have our own Group 1 competition for this season. Same rules apply, $100 on the Group 1s. I'm going to kick things off. I've got to play it really simple. I've told Blake earlier, I don't want none of this exotics crap. I know he's very good. <laughs> Blake's very good on the exotics, but I don't want to spend my Sunday afternoon tallying up. Fucking, you know, a, a thousand That's and a real no one does. Yeah, you want to spend your Sunday watching the NRL and, yeah. and relaxing with a beer, oh. you know? Mate, the heart's still <laughs> 13 plus, but, um, <laughs> but um, anyway, my first uh, $100 will be spent $50 each way on number two, Think It Over. I'm going to mark these prices at top tote just in case we get any scratchings and deductions. No one likes that. So hopefully there's no group one plunges like a few other horses we've seen in the past. Port Louis and Ice Bath. Still don't know how I got $28 about ice bath. Started $5, ran second by a pimple. Don't want to talk about it. Anyway, Blake, what are you going to do about it, Blake? What, how are you going to spend your $100 this week? I uh, pretty much said that all, all that I need to about, um, about these picks. Um, 
I'm leaning towards, like I said, very elegant class mirror of the field. So I'll have 40 on her to win. Um, that'll be more of just a cover for the 20 each way that I'm going to have on Cascadian yeah. and the 10 each way that I'm going to have on Brandenburg at the big Ogs. So right. looking wide and, and I think it's, you know, it's a, it's a bit of a tough one. First group one of the season, you get a bit of a gauge on how all the horses are going, but you don't get too much of an idea. So I'm, I'm having a few, I'm having a few. Blake's playing it safe. I'm just trying to get out, trying to get out <laughs> early and hopefully not be caught, but I could be left with <clears throat> in my bank account. Anyway, <laughs> we move on to the last group race of the day at Randwick race nine. Um, we've got the group two toy show quality. Um, I guess, Straight away, the first thing that intrigues me is this Kiwi mare on Trivier. What do we do with her, Blake? I have no idea whatsoever. <laughs> You're looking the wrong way if you look at me, Jay. So I'm in, I'm in the same boat, mate. 18 weeks, no trials. Jesus. Barrier, barrier 77. Yeah. Tough. You don't, you know. I think the thing that typically, this Kiwi mare doesn't have a very high strike rate, all that put together. So I don't you think can Barrier 19 she... even has a strike rate. I don't think there's any. <laughs> I think that's where the emergencies start. <laughs> anyway, no, she, she won't start mm. in Barrier 19. That's unfair. There's there's three emergencies. So um, yep. she might get into 16, but, but that's mm. still a pretty, <laughs> still a pretty tough still halfway across the car park in my books. Yes. Mm. Anyway, um. There's a ton of speed in this race. We we're talking about this earlier. We've mm. got, got yeah. where do, who do we even start with? We start, we've got Ballistic Lover, Every Rose, Written Beauty, Villamai, Fatuse, Lillamore, Volpine can go forward, Aminate can go forward. You know, Matchmaker even went forward last preparation or had mm. the option to go forward. And then even the emergencies, Best Stone, Eliza Bill, there's just speed everywhere. Mm -hmm. so, um, who have you settled on in, in this race? Um, who have I settled on? Well, we, I think we there's one that we do agree on in this race. Yes, funnily enough, um, goes by the name of Great News, a five-year-old mare trained by Kim War, to be ridden by Brenton Abdullah. Um, now she's she's not drawn ideally, you'd say, gate fourteen, but um, but she's she's an absolute warhorse. She's ten starts in her career. Five wins, four second placings, and a third. You can't do much better than that. Um, we were we were got, we were talking about this earlier. She hasn't even she hasn't even run worse than second in a trial. Um, she bolted in in her latest trial at Wyon by five point eight lengths. So um, if that doesn't tell you she's ready, there's that. not much that can honestly. <laughs> um, yeah. What about you? Oh, uh, I made her probably my horse to follow from that specific trial meeting at Wyong. Actually, no, there was another horse that Kim Moore has, Aztec. Three-year-old Colts will not lose on debut. Mark my words. <laughs> don't know where it's running. Kim Moore, give us an SOS if you're listening. I know you're not listening, but if you are, if someone knows Kim Moore, let me know when that horse is running. I need to know. Uh, yes, yeah, so great news. 5.8 lengths, trial win, Wyong, blistering. I wrote in my trial file, I was hoping that we get a benchmark 88 first up, easy kill, because she flies fresh. She's had four starts, three wins in a second. Uh, I was showing Blake her first up win at Wyong last, uh, not Wyong, Gosford last preparation, and it was blistering. She was dead set four or five lengths off the leader at the turn, and then she literally made up those four or five lengths within about three or four strides, went past, is pricked, 
ease down the line. You, can, you, can't, you can't do much more than that. And you really can't. Grace, she's one of those horses that, yes, she has gone forward in the past, but I don't think she needs to go forward here. And she has proven that she can win from back. And I feel like her, probably her greatest strength is her turn of foot and not just mm-hmm. that, her courage, obviously. So I, I feel mm-hmm. like those two can work hand in hand here from barrier 14. If she can get a little bit of cover, three wide with cover around midfield, it'll be perfect. And mm-hmm. I think the main, the, another thing that I was looking at, she's had a lot, she's been a mare that's had a lot of problems throughout her career. She's been a bit, I remember watching her from debut. She's always been a bit playful and tricky, but she's had, she has the earmuffs off here. She has a synthetic hoof filler off here and she has a lugging bit off here. Tongue tie goes on. That's fine. I don't mind the tongue tie on. And uh, she gets a good track. Uh, 34s into 13 already. Kim Moore gets him ready fresh. Say no more. I am happy to be <laughs> sold. Yes. Anyway, that is the end of our group racing reviews. We're going to head to our best bets for Saturday. Blake, do you like anything on Saturday? Um, I mean, I was, like I said, I was, I was a pretty big fan of She's All Class and probably would have been my go-to uh, had, had she not been scratched. Um, we were talking about the Valley earlier. <laughs> You can never really know what to expect there, so um, <laughs> that one's that one's going to be a bit tough, I reckon. Yeah. Um, there are a few I'm interested in around um, at Mooney Valley, but but more more uh, value wise. So I'm I'm having a look at race seven, number four, Mahamadeus. Now this horse is just so consistent, so consistent. Um, and he and he returned to form last start, winning. Um, I think this is his go, the distance, um, and he's and he's a good each way price at, at double figures. So I think there's worse you can do. And in a you know in a meeting where I don't think there are too many sort of morals or really really confident bets, I think that Muhammad Days is a nice each way play that um, that could probably land you at least a placing if not a win. All right, you were talking about scratchings before, and I'm hoping that this Hawks Galloper gets scratched from Sydney and heads down to Melbourne. But um, with the Hawks team, you just got to listen to the horse. Well, that's what they do. If the horse wants to go down to Melbourne, the horse will tell them. So apparently the horse can <laughs> Well, that's the way Wayne speaks. I like Wayne. He's a character. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I'm going to put my balls on the lines. And if the Valley beats me, the Valley beats me, but I'm tipping a back marker. I'm tipping race six, number four, Halal. Um, I wouldn't say I'm in love with this horse, but uh, I know there's a few people that just absolutely froth this horse, but um, I think he's a good horse. I think his racing style obviously is against him a lot of the times. He probably could have won a few more races. I thought, I was keen on him in the group one last preparation against Cup de Vaughan. He actually he probably he probably raced better than Cup de Vaughan in that race. He just got, Cup de Vaughan just had the perfect run and the perfect ride from James McDonald. I think it was like three back the rail, saved all the ground when Bushka. Yeah. Whereas this bloke, you know, was, was, had to go around horses and blah blah blah. <laughs> Converge was one point five lengths off that. Converge went up, smashed him in the JJ Atkins, and we've already seen a few winners come out of that race. We've had. Arna Quir win at Kembla Grange a couple of weeks ago for us. Akahata came out and won at Hawkesbury today. So the form's really good between that. Dry McNeil hops on board. 94 Raider in a set weights race. You know, like 
Jigsaw's drawn wide, which is a positive because we have to work to get across. So I just think it's a really, really shallow race. And Halau, if he's fit and forward and the track is half decent, he should be a good thing, really. Anyway, um, that's it for us. Um, thank you very much, Blake. It was good fun. My pleasure. Prove for next week, but I hopefully there's a few people still still listening by this time of the podcast. Um, oh, it's Jeff, great to be back. It's great to be back. Yes. Anything to finish up with, Blake? No, just um, I mean, from my perspective, very very excited to have Hong Kong returning soon. Yes. Um, so just a note to everyone listening, um, and everyone who who loves getting involved at the Tin and and uh, Death Valley over there. <laughs> Uh, we've got what's the first meetings on the 5th of September, I believe. So um, so not too long at all, just over a fortnight or so. Yes. Well, lucky you say that because we will be having a Hong Kong segment in, in, the, in the coming weeks from Mr. Blake Laylor himself. And we might even chuck a Hong Kong trial file segment for next week while everyone's just desperately waiting for a bit of <laughs> on a Sunday afternoon and you got wednesday night hong kong what more do you want you know like they're hungry for a pertin winner dead set like, <laughs> two time slots when you've got nothing else to do in your life wednesday nights like what are you doing on a wednesday night there's no footy to watch and you got your dead sunday set. afternoon like it's literally a match made in heaven anyway blake best of luck this saturday and best of luck to the viewers hopefully we get a few winners for you guys and take care thanks for tuning in everyone <laughs>